Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Just because the last few times yours has been like super low, um, your voice is like, oh! <laughs> 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 so please, I work better. All right. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. So good. I feel like we like use some of our like good like opening banter previously. <laughs> but here's here's a thought. Yesterday, I had a had a joyful visit from your entire family, yes. both two-legged and four-legged. Yes. How's Honey going? Uh, she's doing well. Yeah. She's doing well. She's, uh, as we saw, Rachel's been training her. Yeah. And starting to be a bit more obedient. Yeah. So she's for those of who don't know, Honey is what breed of dog? She's a spoodle. A spoodle. She's a cross between a cocker spaniel and a poodle. And a poodle. Hyperallergenic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I feel like they've like come out of nowhere and are like the go-to family dog now. Like, oh, well, I had a, a bull mastiff growing up. Yes, was, that's my kind of dog. She was come 60 on. kilos and that yes. was small. Yes. And dude, the amount of fur she shed, it was like, even after she died, like years later, you're still like <laughs> dog hair. And then we replaced her with two Labradors. And again, like... I mean, even mum and dad's holiday unit up at Nelson Bay, I found dog hair from obviously yeah. bits of clothing or something they'd taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hypoallergenic dogs. All right. So, she doesn't shed at no, all? No, she doesn't. You have to, like, cut her hair. Sure. Which is fun. Style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we might get a groomer out mm. or go see a groomer. So you are like a dog guy, grew up with dogs. I did grow up with dogs. Mm. Look, I have to confess, Rachel had to twist my arm sure. and then break it. Get honey. <laughs> Some <laughs> strong coercion. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't overly keen to get, oh, I don't know, just when you have a pet, you have to be more responsible. Yeah. It's just hard to get away. Look, thankfully, we the only holidays we've gone on recently is just to Nelson Bay, and that's a pet-free apartment. So sure. mum and dad got it. They're like, oh, yeah, you can have pets here. So we can bring the dog. And she just... Sure. But, yeah, it is annoying if we go anywhere else. It's like, oh, I have to find a dog sooner. <laughs> so that's like, anyway. Dude, but, that's like, that's a, like, good business, the, like, dog kennels. Whenever, yeah. like, when we used to have dogs, whenever I would go away, like, it was almost more expensive for the dogs than it was for mm. us. Like, we'd spend almost as much money just yeah. getting them looked after for a week. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. Yeah, we would just use a neighbour when we were growing up. Sure. She'd just jump over next door and just feed her and yeah yeah that worked well but yeah it, it can get pretty pricey and, and what's your take on cats <laughs> oh look i'm not a big cat <laughs> uh, is this because of allergies or you just don't nah, vibe, vibe their look, energy we had, we had birds growing up and so the cats would try to stalk the birds and yeah we would try right. to hit the cats with rocks and never ever hit them but you know uh, <laughs> They would, because we, we had three bird aviaries. We used to breed budgies and yeah, right. cockatiels and all these other birds. And oh, so you're a bird boy. That's yeah, forget, bird boy. forget dogs yeah. and cats. Dude, we had hundreds of birds, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and what, what we'd do is every week we would throw all the old seed out in the grass mm. and so like the native birds could feed on them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's when the cats would come and try to... You'd it's see like them in the grass. Hunting ground. Yeah, they would. So we would... My brother and I would, like, pick up rocks and oh, okay. hit the cat. Suddenly, I feel like it's less mean that you're throwing rocks at yeah, the cats. Yeah, you're I'm... trying to protect the native oh, well, yeah. fauna. So, yeah. 
And look, and you'd often see, they'd often catch a possums, and you'd see, yeah, so I'm not a yeah, big fan. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, cats. sad. Yeah. So my, like, sort of, I was like a mouse boy mm-hmm. growing up. I had mice. Oh, yeah. And every single time we'd get two, in inverted commas, female mice. <laughs> and Classic. then every single time one of them was male. And then we'd have like 12 baby mice, which is fun. It's were always they, fun. Did you keep them in your room? Uh, well, at first. And then they got moved to the garage. Because my mum's like, your room smells enough. Like, yeah. as a teenage boy, you don't need, like, a mouse cage in here yeah. as well. So, yeah, got moved to the garage. There's always, I was, like, maybe three or four times that you'd, like, go in one morning to, like, feed your mice. And suddenly there's, like, 12 little pink <laughs> jelly beans in there as well. You're like, yes! More! <laughs> More mice. But, yeah. So, that was pretty fun. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't have picked you as a mouse person. I don't know. They were just, like, fun. I don't know. Like, I had dogs and cats as well, yeah. but I think they were, like, family, whereas, like, the yeah, mice were mine. Yours. Yeah, yeah, mm. Murray's mice. Murray's mice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, could be, that could be a sitcom, Murray's mice. I keep on trying to, like, convince Em. I'm like, we should get, like, some mice when Georgia goes. She's like, nah. No rodents. What about guinea pigs? We had guinea pigs, too. Yeah, we had guinea up. pigs. We had rabbits. Mm, we had, okay. like, fight, fighting fish. Siamese fighting, fighting fish. fish. Yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. ones with the, the legs. Uh, no, 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 no. So uh, the fighting fish, uh, they kind of like um, have these really colourful fins that kind of like expand mm-hmm. up when you put them next to each other. You can't put two in a tank together. Otherwise they, they kill, kill each, each other. Yeah. How does a species like that survive in nature? I don't know. <laughs> That's probably a good argument for intelligent design. A good argument for intelligence. Yeah, design. because if evolution, it would make no sense if it was just purely. Yeah. yeah. That's a little bit of a curveball. Or, yeah, then if, why would God create two oh, things that would I kill each know. other? <laughs> so you could go either way with it. I don't know if you've just stopped <laughs> Darwin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've just stopped Darwin with that one. But yeah, interesting. Uh, throw it out there. I'm not a scientist, so, you know, I don't know anything about that stuff. But yeah. Speaking of animals that swim in water, <laughs> what, what a smooth segue that was. Excellent. You should ba- go on a current affair, Murray. Baptism. Baptism, yes. <laughs> great, great sermon yesterday, oh, or Sunday, you. I should say. Um, another sort of, like, nugget-full mm. sermon of, like, you took us on a... I, I, I was a bit disappointed. Did you get to Revelation? I suppose kind of like with the Ezekiel temple yeah, imagery. So, yeah, yeah, you could have kind of taken it there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, from Genesis to the Gospels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So lots of lots of fun little things there. Mm. Um, in your sort of preparation mm. for this, and I suppose little side note, you have maybe done like a talk like this before. Yes. So this wasn't the first time no. you were exploring this idea. But if you can remember going mm. back... Was there one sort of um, Old Testament biblical allusion to baptism that yeah. really surprised you that you'd never thought about before? That you're like, oh wow. Yeah. Um. So it was actually creation mm. and Noah's flood more in depth. Now, like, it's I have the reference somewhere from Peter. Um, yeah. Where is it? Oh, one Peter three twenty. Yeah. God waited patiently. You know, through water, this water symbolises baptism that saves you, not the removal of dirt. So I kind of knew that, but I didn't realise just the level of depth of creation and Noah as a baptism. And mm. so I found, so I remember I found this quote from St. Ambrose, and mm. he wrote this book called On the Mysteries 
and the treaties of the sacraments. Mm. Sounds like a pretty fun read. Yeah, I think I think we need a more clickbaity title. Yeah, well, Saint Ambrose of Milan was <laughs> yeah. not thinking about yeah, how to get it read by yeah, yeah people. Uh, um, he says here, consider how, however, how ancient is the mystery of baptism, prefigured even in the origin of the world itself, in the very beginning when God made the heavens and the earth. The Spirit it is said moved upon the waters. He who was moving upon the waters. Was he not working upon the waters? I remember that really like resonated. I've never heard anything mm. like that. Mm. I so particularly I grew up in an independent Baptist, mm. so very very conservative. Mm. Um, and the, growing up, the church is uh, usually a couple hundred people, and mm-hmm. so those baptisms happen quite regularly. Like so, then I'm one of four. We got baptized together with another three other people. But it was always the same Your whole baptism. family. Yeah, so all four of our siblings got baptised right. on the same day. The household was... of Cornelius all yeah. got baptised <laughs> yeah. together. All right. Yeah, um, yeah there's actually a few young adults that got baptised that same day. Oh, I can't remember the date now. Sometime November sure. 20... I always feel like a bad Christian when 2004 people are like... was the year. I remember that. I was at 2.57 on the 11th <laughs> of July, I became a Christian. I'm like, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember it was November because we waited till it was warmer yeah. um, to do it. And it was 2000 2004 because I was in year 10. So I know the year and the um, but it was always about Matthew 28. Like Jesus said, go and baptize, make disciples. Sure. And then there was like sort of the Acts, you know, the apostles baptized people. And then it was always would go to the Ethiopian eunuch mm-hmm. in Acts chapter 8. I think it is, top of my head. Good looking sure. it. But, you know, Philip goes to him and he's reading Isaiah and he's like, oh, here's water. What, what you know, is hindering me from being baptized? Oh, nothing. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yep. And then he baptizes. No baptism explained course? No. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. No, it's all right. It's all... Yeah. Anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah. So that's, sorry. that's a good debate. Yeah, that's yeah. A good yeah. debate. Do we need that? But um, yeah, that was sort of the extent of sort of my baptism knowledge. And I, when I started at Regents Park, because I've always got lots of questions, I was like, well, what is like the Old Testament foundations of this? And so I started really digging deeper I, sure. like, I want to know just more than just why did john baptize <clears throat> yeah that was, that was the opening question i had did, did baptism start with john the yeah Baptist? and we're kind of like talking about this the other day that um it is easy to read the gospels and see john the baptist if you just like think about it a little bit mm. as like this weird like cult guy who just like starts like dunking people in yeah. a river you're like, what? Where's the precedent for this? This is weird. And then Jesus, like, totally sort of uh, authorizes it. He's yeah. like, like, puts his seal of approval mm. on it because he's like, baptize me. <laughs> it's kind of weird. A little bit. And look, I knew a little bit about, um, say, like the Essenes yep. or the Comrades. So the Essenes so, were yeah. like a group of Jewish people who were quite strict. Yeah. And they lived a very certain sort of. So they were sort of self exile, self isolation. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very, very 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they were like um, the people um, in the city are essentially heathens. Mm. Like, let's go out into the wilderness and find God and spirituality. Mm. So, like, a Jewish kind of sect. Is that yeah, too rough that's to probably, say? Yeah, that's probably yeah. Fair who like isolated themselves out in the wilderness. Um, so. It's most people sort of assume that John the Baptist was an Essene. Yeah. Yeah, out in the wilderness. Sorry. Oh, just oh no, 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 no. That's, that's all. You said that much better than I would have. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you, Murray. <laughs> um, yeah, and so there was kind of that um, part of that Essene group. They would baptise Gentiles, God-fearers. Yeah. 
but that was sort of that what we call the second temple period sure. uh, between the testaments almost sure. but it, it was just always struck me I was like well why is baptism so significant can you just unpack the second temple period oh, as well? second temple period so that was after the exile so the first temple was built by solomon yep. then when the babylonians came in in 587 bc destroyed jerusalem they were in exile for 70 years and yep. then after cyrus so you can read about it in um Ezra Nehemiah, Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Yep. yeah and they rebuilt the temple so that was known as the second temple period sure the temple was rebuilt because there was a lot of changes yeah and so that's where the pharisees came about yeah so the pharisees started with good intentions it was to avoid going into exile again so let's yeah. just be super strict on how we follow torah yeah, yeah so we yeah. never go into exile again so that the second temple period is very very rough Lots so what's the relevance of um so like first temple period mm. we then move into second temple mm. period how is that changing sort of the Essene view then well, for them, the Essenes saw that things were corrupted, and so they were waiting for the Messiah sure. to come. That was part of them going out in the wilderness. Sure. To, almost like that Isaiah 40 language, which the Gospel of Mark begins with, sure. you know, preparing the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One calling out in the wilderness, yeah. sort of. And yeah, so yeah. For, for them, that was the God fear as the Gentiles had sort of converted. They would be baptized. Yeah. Some of them would be circumcised, but that was sort of like almost part of the initiation mm. was to be baptized yeah because that's is, that's probably something that the Essenes were like different in in some ways than that they were more accepting of gentiles yeah, during I that think, period yeah look, uh, probably yeah there yeah. was a, because ultimately the call upon abraham was that his descendants would be a blessing on all the earth mm. and the so the pa passages in um say Isaiah about the end times have all the nations streaming so Isaiah 2 all the nations streaming to Jerusalem so yeah, yeah there was I guess like now <clears throat> different denominations and views so some were very mm. strict on nah they're not allowed sure. no Gentiles but, yeah because yeah, baptism is an interesting thing because it mm. almost feels like it could be compared to a, a new circumcision yes and that's how many uh, Christians view that Mm. Um, yeah, so let me find it. There's a passage in Colossians where... Um, uh, Colossians. Uh, I thought I had it written down here. But Paul basically links circumcision and baptism, and baptism. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mari, do you remember where it is? No, I don't. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> this but is why... Uh, as I said before, dear viewers, uh, dear listeners, I should say, um, I'm good with big picture. Don't ask me where verses are. No, it's like, okay. It's oh, here we go. Colossians 2, 11 and 12. And so, yeah, there's this sort of connection between baptism and circumcision. Uh, yeah, so, so a lot of Christians see uh, baptism as a replacement sign of circumcision. So circumcision mm. was a sign given to Abraham yeah. in the Old Covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as kind of a sign of um, covenant between mm. humans and God. Yeah. And yeah. And that was the... Uh, look, it is pretty complex because it it's called the eternal symbol in some way. It's like, oh, okay. And then it kind of disappears. Like, you could argue that Jesus is the true circumcision. He circumcised our heart, which is, I guess, what 
I use that Ezekiel language about being cleansed. Yeah. Yeah, like getting a new heart, circumcising the heart. That's true circumcision. Mm. Like, I guess any ritual, it points to a deeper meaning. And so, mm. yeah, cutting off the flesh, it was a way of saying your whole person should be cut off from God. But instead, I guess, too, there's a bit of a risk with circumcision. Yeah. If you stuff up that cut, yeah. that, that baby boy is not going to be producing any offspring anytime soon. And the offspring are part of the promise to... Yeah, so yeah. it's like this threat over you. It's this threat slash blessing. Um, mm. Yeah, so Anglicans, Presbyterians, uh, I guess the Catholic Church too would see that baptism is the replacement of mm. that, hence why they baptise um, babies and then mm. get confirmed as... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because obviously you ba- circumcise on like, well, traditionally yeah, the eighth, eighth day. day yeah. I don't think... Pe- I don't know. I feel like people who circumcise today, who knows what the Hasidic yeah, I don't Jews know. are doing. I can't answer that question. Probably still the eighth day. Mm. Um, okay, so then, yep. leading on from that, why, Mitch, do you yep. not see baptism as a new circumcision? Yeah, um, so as a Baptist church, we believe in what's called credo baptism mm-hmm. which is that baptism by creed making a proclamation yeah and and a baby can't make a proclamation yeah. other than screaming yeah so, yeah yeah and so i guess that's part of the confirmation is you confirm yes i was baptized yeah but as a like a baptist church it just look at the scriptures and jesus is like you make disciples then you baptize them and yeah you like they Anglicans and Prezies would disagree with me. Like, I'm when I'm the, the Philippian jailer, mm-hmm. Paul says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your household. It's like, see, your household, everyone was baptised yeah. and saved. Yeah. And, yeah, we're, we'd look at Acts. And even the Gospels, it's like Jesus was 30. Now, there's yeah. probably some Old Testament links of that with priesthood, but there's this, sure. he, he was an adult making this yeah, yeah. declaration. And so, yeah, that, that's probably where, I think Baptists and perhaps Charismatics are probably the only real parts of the church that baptize that don't baptize babies. They're anti pedo baptism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably a little bit unique that way. For the bulk of church history, it was baptizing babies was the preferred well, method. There's like an interesting story about the Emperor Constantine who yeah. got baptized yeah, yeah. on his deathbed. That's right, that's right. So that's like a complete different view mm. of baptism, which is yeah. actually in. So definitely not perfect theology. Mm. So, but some historians sort of surmise that that was a common practice during that period, like three hundreds. That essentially they viewed that once you were baptized, you were very like literally like clean from your sins at that point. Um, and thereby, almost like after your baptism, you could like get a little bit dirty again yeah, with sins. So like, people would try to get baptized as close to death as possible, so that you get baptized, you die, and then you're as clean as mm. possible when you sort of meet Jesus. Yes. I suppose is like the theory behind that. Um, yeah, I mean that has its flaws, obviously, <laughs> yes. in like the forgiveness of in perpetuity mm. of Jesus, but. That in some ways, in in some things that it misses, also gets maybe closer to our Baptist belief mm. of why we yeah. are baptized. Yeah, in some ways. So, and so, what? Um, even though I don't agree with, say, what Presbyterians and Anglicans, so traditionally what we call Reformed theology, I I liked how they unpacked the Old Testament. And so, mm. what I, I what really inspired me was to look at the Old Testament connections. And show, and I think that's actually inspired me to love baptism more. 
mm. I guess you probably know I love the Old Testament and mm. just seeing the, the linkages there mm. from and I looked at four big events but there's lots more that mm. you certainly can unpack but yeah just seeing a creation is like and anytime there's a, a parting of waters mm. there's a change in status I use that mm. language and so we like yeah, the separation of the sea and the sky, the separation of the land and the sea, mm. life can begin. There's, there's no life on this earth if it's all covered in waters. Mm. And so that baptism, which is, mm. yeah, which is what I love about exploring other parts of church history, just I never came across that from, I guess, reading a traditional Baptist theologian, yeah. which is why it's good to sort of broaden your theological Mm. you know authors to yeah. get different perspectives and then go oh you know i never would have come across that and so i found that just <clears throat> really just wow this is something that's even sort of built into creation itself almost this parting mm. of waters and then and then uh, yeah obviously noah that's another changing yeah the flood is that baptism is a judgment yeah it's also bringing life to noah and his family in that little ark that tebar which yeah yeah, Moses, he's drawn out of the waters into yeah. that same word, tebar. It's very deliberate to yeah, have yeah, this, yeah. this arc imagery and in waters and this yeah. changing his status. Noah and his, Noah goes into the ark as just Noah and then he comes out. It's not in the Bible, but Adam 2.0. He's a new Adam. He's sure, given a new sure. He's on a new mountain in a new yeah. garden. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sins using trees. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Through the vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... There's all that imagery there. Sure. And then, yeah, jumping ahead to Moses. And to now you go, he's in a tabar, in a, the basket in the ark, drawn out of the waters, which is what Moses means. Yeah. And then, yeah, he leads Israelites out in the Red Sea. And that's what the Apostle Paul, he even refers to the Red Sea as a baptism. Like yeah. It's a crossing as something. Yeah. Mm. There's something fascinating that you point out that I'd never made the correlation before, that Moses goes into the water <clears throat> um, a slave. And he comes out a prince, mm. which is cool. Yeah. Are there other examples of... Um, so there's obviously at the sort of crossing of the Red Sea, mm. they kind of go in slaves yeah. and come out free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there other examples of people sort of going through the water and coming out like they're... they're I won't say disposition, but almost their status yeah, has changed. Yeah. So um, I mentioned Joshua, yeah, at the Jordan, and so that's a cool little link that John does. He's at the Jordan, sure. Um, yeah, they they definitely that's the forty years of wandering in the wilderness, and now yeah. finally we cross the red the red sea, the the Jordan River. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. When our people are the land, um, yeah, there's the priest, but there's one um, one person I didn't mention because I didn't want to overwhelm everyone is Naaman. <laughs> Yeah. Naaman, he's a Syrian general, right. and if you know, if you um, know the story, he has leprosy. Yeah, he's actually got a Hebrew um, slave girl, and she says, "Hey, go speak to." There's a prophet in Israel, uh, Elisha. Mm -hmm. Go speak to him, and he will cure. Anyway, cut a long story short, Elisha tells him, "Go dip in the river, Jordan River, seven times." And Naaman's furious. Wow, I thought I'd see you know something more powerful than this. And then sure. it basically his slave is like, hey, you know, like if he told you to do something crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have done it. So why don't you just do it? And he dips in seven times and he yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. and his leprosy is killed. And so that's like a, yeah, a number of um, 
church fathers, they recognised that. that This was a baptism, Naaman's status change. Even his disposition towards Yahweh. Sure. It's it's an interesting thing. He he almost asks Elisha for repentance. Oh, I have to, part of my job, I need to worship other gods. So can I have repentance now for that? Because I know that there's, yeah, your God's the true God. So, yeah. yeah. So it's peppered throughout the... That's cool. Yeah. I love that. So um, I'm going to ask you a very leading question. Yeah, yeah, I like leading questions. Um, so in Genesis, we have this baptism imagery mm. sort of thing of separation of yeah, sky yeah. and water, land and water. And in that, we are also given the image of God's spirit hovering mm. over the waters, right? And then we sort of go to Moses and the mm. Israelites, and it's um, described as the breath from God's nostrils mm. that separates the waters. Orders, right, so yeah, God's yeah. breath is kind of there again. You look oh, obviously at Noah. You've yeah, got yeah. this sort of, you know, the dove, which kind yes. of is there, you know, hovering over the waters. Again. It's the same language, the fluttering. Sure, yeah, yeah, and then likewise, even word. when we get to, you know, Jesus, mm. I'm sure that there's probably some other Holy Spirit present during yeah, the... baptism imagery moments yeah, that I'm cause... missing. Oh, because any any time the word wind or spirit comes up in sure. Hebrew, it's ruah, so it's sure. the same. Sure. means the same thing. So, so then you've got yeah. Jesus being baptised and God's spirit is very present there mm. like a dove, yeah. um, you know, hovering or fluttering yeah. like a dove. Um, do we not focus enough on the Holy Spirit's presence within the sacrament of baptism? Yeah, look, I think there's probably lots of truth to that. So um, when I was a kid, my parents got baptised. Oh, I must have been seven or eight. Um, I was in, yeah. And um, I remember because I'd read about Jesus' baptism and the, the Spirit coming down like a dove. Mm. And I thought that happened to every baptism. So I sort of thought... My, <laughs> so I remember... Like, and, and cause it was a baptism. Sorry, that's just really cute. I was yeah, laughing yeah, with you. Yeah, like, know, that's just really cute. I love that. Just this sort of like... And so because um, that ch- the church we grew up in, you wore white. What sure. a terrible colour to wear when you're getting wet. It's, anyway. People have not... Con- yeah. I don't know. Anyway. It's all, I don't know what it also, represents. like, I'm just going to say, obviously a decision made by guys who don't wear bras. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, put know, it out like there. It, just oh, not helpful. Yeah, obviously it's there to symbolise purity. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So there you go. My parents are in white. My dad goes first. Down he goes. Up he comes. I was expecting his face to be glowing or something. Oh, it's beautiful. And just nothing. I was like, oh. Where's the dove? Yeah, like, it was just like, it's just like swing. Sure. So my little seven-year-old brain's like really confused. You're almost a bit like Naaman at that point. You're like, what? What? What's going on? And so I guess even from a young age, I recognise that there's something deeper to baptism. Mm. And that's what it was pointing to is that. And so if you look at, well, all the Gospels in some form or another talk about John going, hey, I baptise you with water, Mm -hmm. but there's one who comes after me who will baptise you with the Holy Spirit uh, and so uh, so, to, so I have to take a couple of steps back, that was part of the what I call the prophetic hope was the coming of the Spirit that would usher in the last days mm-hmm. and yeah, I mentioned Ezekiel 36 about mm-hmm. I'll sprinkle you clean with water and it's like clearly this isn't just like water that's mm. physical, there's something deeper to this and even Jesus alludes to it with the woman at the well, hey mm. you know I'm going to give you living water sure. you'll never thirst again he's yeah, not talking yeah. about <clears throat> water the water the from the well of Jacob yeah. he's talking about something <laughs> yeah. it's this water of God's spirit coming and even Jesus and John Simmons says you know as it's written anyone comes to me streams of living water will flow from within them and you're like sure. well 
I don't have water coming out of me, but it's obviously it's talking about God's spirit flowing sure. within us. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so baptism is <clears throat> the number of signs and symbols of like identifying with Jesus' death, but I think the the power, most powerful one, which John alludes to, is it's pointing to that baptism of the Holy Spirit, the hmm. coming of the last days, and that's why John, even him being at the Jordan, so strategic. Mm. He's there at the the boundary marker of the promised land. Mm calling people into the wilderness mm. and even the fact Jesus goes into the wilderness after he's baptised mm. tapping into that that wilderness generation mm. imagery of that sinful generation and Jesus symbolically goes out there for 40 days and comes back sinless Sure, and, and then it, in a sense it gives him the right to be the baptizer mm. of the Holy Spirit he's overcome temptation he's sure. our great high priest and that perfect mediator yeah yeah uh, yeah so obviously I'm assuming that the sort of 12 disciples mm. would have been baptized. Yeah. And then they obviously are then baptized in the spirit in Acts 2. Yes. yes. So there is this sort of almost delay yeah, which like is, obviously, yeah. you know, that's it's, Acts is quite interesting <laughs> because there's times where um yeah, where the Samaritans are saved and they have to actually go down and almost give them pray and they receive the Holy Spirit. It's a bit odd. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm just trying to find... Well, yeah, I suppose the question is, so we are obviously yeah. living in a post-Pentecost world. Yes, yes. The Spirit has already mm-hmm. dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hottest new yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. So is there a separation now of the moment of baptism in water mm. and baptism of the Holy Spirit... What does what, what's your take on that? I suppose is probably a yes, fair yes. Uh, question. Yeah, yeah. look, I guess depending on like, because you like obviously mentioned you grew up in a, yeah, in a charismatic, penti- pretty spiritual yeah, church, and so there's yeah, obviously yeah. that baptism of the Holy Spirit, which they and, yeah was important to them. Yeah, for sure. um, yeah. Look, it's quite interesting. Like thinking of my faith journey. Yes, like when I came a Christian, there was this sense of like God's peace was upon me. And then when I kind of wandered away from my faith for a few years and then came back, it was this almost like, almost did feel like a baptism of the Holy Spirit. There was mm. this moment of real repentance. Mm. I, I shared of it, well, it was a tithing one. I, I read yeah. about, yeah, yeah, where your yeah. treasure is. And it made me cry. Like, I just realised that I was wasting my life. And yeah. it was like this, it's like this rush just came in me and mm. transformed, like a switch. Wow. Um, so is that baptism of the Holy Spirit? Uh, uh, yeah, I, d- I definitely like, think yeah. it's being moved by yeah, the Spirit yeah. at and the very least. Yeah, so, yeah. So I guess my experience of that hasn't been maybe with the charismatic getting slain in the Spirit and flying yeah, across yeah, the yeah. room, but certainly those moments where it feels like this washing, this cleansing. And yeah. Particularly when I pray for repentance, what I've done, no, I've done something <clears> wrong. I feel like this sense of like, like how mm. David talks about creating me a clean heart. I feel like my heart's been like scrubbed, mm. like washed, and I'm mm. like, okay, cool. Like even though I know I'm forgiven. Jesus on the cross, I still need to come and repent. Yeah, constantly like, renewing yeah, yeah. your spirit kind of thing. So, so um, what's in your experience? Well, yes, yeah, yeah, slap yeah. the heresy button at any point <laughs> if you feel like I'm uh, saying anything that yeah, you disagree with. Um, I, I, I personally feel that my experience was I um, was receiving um, some prophetic images mm. um, from the spirit. Um, in moments of worship and pr- 
heard it praying um, before I was baptized mm. and after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I suppose my conclusion in that was there was a point in which I was informally, there was no sort of like moment where mm. anybody did anything that I remember, um, baptized in the spirit before I was baptized in water. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, because really, it, I guess what's interesting, like baptism now in our churches is a bit of a process to get to. Sure. So, it, yeah, like, you know, like we kind of laughing before about the Ethiopian eunuch is, yeah, I'm saved. Now yeah, I can be yeah, baptized yeah. straight away, where now sure. it's this delay. So, I, I yeah. think that that's totally, yeah. Yeah. Like how that works, that makes sense to me. Like if you've been saved, yeah. of course God's Spirit's going to come into you. And sure. There's, if there's, yeah, if you've if given your life to yeah, Christ, yeah. Why, would, like, yeah, the why would there be a delay? Yeah. yeah. Because baptism is not necessary for salvation. Sure. Which, yeah, like obviously like from a Catholic perspective, they that's what you need to do to be saved. You're baptised and you're yeah. kind of in the church. So my baby doesn't go to hell yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like Where, there is... Yeah. I don't want to speak for all Catholics, but I think that yeah, that would that's, be that's definitely... A gen, that's a general kind of sure. theology behind the Catholic Church. And I guess that's what the, the Reformers really fought yeah. against. Mm. Uh, yeah, so where for us as, like, say, credo-baptists, like a Baptist church, mm. I, don't, I don't think baptism's essential to salvation. Like, say, if you got saved. Mm. Well, the classic one's the criminal on the cross. Sure. Yeah, no baptism there. Yeah, he just is like, you know, remember me when you're coming to your kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, today you'll be in paradise. There's, there's obviously... You obviously in those words, Jesus recognised some sort of repentance. <clears throat> yeah. Recognition of Jesus' lordship. He's like, okay, now, mm. yeah, you're saved. Mm. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think to, it can be... That can be the challenge with, say... A, Baptist church and I, I I was a little bit stubborn so I'll like even though 16 seems young I deliberately put off baptism because <laughs> I felt like it was a bit of a I'm ticking the box for the constitution yeah. which is why I made reference to that because it was a bit of a thing that really held me back through it yeah, probably from the age of 12 I knew I should have been baptised I was like mm, yeah but you know you kind of need it to be a member and mm. yeah I had to kind of work through that it'd be, it'd be fair to say like um yeah, there, there definitely is some in the broader church. We've already spoken about mm-hmm. like some grey around yeah, baptism, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think we've kind of spoken today about how you don't need baptism to be saved. Mm. So you can be saved without being baptised. Yeah. And I would definitely personally say you can be baptised in the spirit yeah, yeah. without being baptised. Yeah. So the question is, why is it important? Mm. I guess for me, it comes down to... Jesus commanded us. Sure. Hey, no, that's a good answer. No, that's a good answer. <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a, yeah, I actually have a quote here. A guy called, I don't know who he is, but John Rice. He says, God's people should be baptised because God commanded it, not because some church requires it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's the truth. And I guess too, I've really tried to, I, I might, I need to do more research on it. And like Jesus, like, why does he do it in Matthew 28? He goes, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now there's, yeah, like, I guess you could look at it from a bit of a, like in the Old Testament, the, the Israelites were under the covenant. They bore Yahweh's name. They were mm. meant to represent him. Mm. I suppose I see something similar. Mm. This is a new symbol. You're baptized. You're now, mm. to use Paul's language, a slave for Christ, not a slave for sin. So mm. baptism's like this public branding if you want to use that word mm. of your ownership of jesus so yeah that yeah i uh, just 
it's just sort of I guess kind of out of the blue almost because like you read Matthew in particular it's only right. Jesus' baptism and suddenly at the end it's like there Sure. John, there's a bit more. Sure. John 4. Yeah, and he plays around with the image of water a lot more. Yeah, and so you can sort of see that in John. Yeah, because there's even reference in John... Yeah, John John 3, sorry. It's about yeah Jesus and disciples in the Judean countryside. And John the Baptist was also baptising and Jesus was baptising. And like Hmm. John and Jesus' disciples would be like, hey, this guy's baptising. What about you? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So... I'm going to share a quick story um, that Mike Frost, one of the teachers at Mauling, shared. Uh, he went to, who knows how long ago it was, but a youth group, visited a youth group one night and uh, kind of went to their youth area. And on the wall, there were all these um, handprints in different bright coloured paint mm. um, with names and dates written in each hand, like with a marker or whatever. Um, so he kind of goes up to the youth pastor and he's like, what's, what's with all the hands? You know, like kind of looks a bit Sunday school-y yeah. for like a high school, you know, youth group. Uh, and the youth pastor goes, oh, look, like this is actually, it's just baptism. I just don't tell them, essentially. Um, so what happens is they um, make a commitment to Jesus. Okay. They give their life to Jesus. Yeah. They put their hand into this tub of paint. Okay. And they slap it against this wall. Right. So then in the future, when, you know, say they're going off the tracks and going out and getting drunk or whatever, um, you go, hey, like, is that your hand on the wall? Is that your hand on the wall there? Because I'm pretty sure that that's your hand on the wall. Like, didn't you make a commitment kind of thing? Mm. Um, I think that baptism is important. Mm. I'm not suggesting that we should replace baptism with slapping. Maybe we could do both, you know. (laughs) Um, But for me, I think that that's a really important part of it. Mm. That's a public declaration. You do it in front of your church family. Mm. Um, And then, you know, in, you know, the future, if there's a point where, you know, there's maybe need for loving rebuke or correction Mm. or even encouragement, Mm. you know, um, it's like, hey, no, like you made that decision like at this time, which is what we were talking about before, right? I think for a lot of people, it's hard to be like, Oh, I don't know what was the date and yeah. time and blah 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 that I gave my life to Christ. Mm. No, like this baptism, this decision was a definitive yeah. thing. It was a physical action that you did, uh, which has you know deep biblical mm. allusions that you did publicly, um, and that was that was a moment. Mm. And I think that I know the way my brain works. I think that's really important mm. to be like. Um, Because I think that there's times when, like, the enemy can put little kind of lies in your head, like, oh, you're not really a Christian, you're not really good enough, Mm. you're not really blah, 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 like, how serious are you about this? Um, I think that that event of baptism and commitment Mm. can be a really powerful thing against that. Well, it's really interesting in, say, Islamic countries, like, Muslim background believers, baptism is like, okay, now you've kicked out of our family. Yeah, wow. It's it's the kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back for them. Like, sure. and so it's a big thing. Yeah, and it's yeah, like this, the reports I got from like friends of mine who are missionaries. Like, it's like as soon as people are converted, like I want to be baptized. And even in like, yeah, I got one friend um, in Chad, showing pictures of like like just in a drum of water. They just in out bathtubs. I've heard sure. heard of places where there's no water. They baptize in the sand. It's just sure, because like there's like just, so little water. Yeah, yeah, just put them down. It's just the symbolism. It's so important to them. Yeah, and that's yeah. And look, I guess this is not to rag on church membership. It's important. But I think for, like for someone like me, that was a bit of my personality. A little bit rebel against. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it can be. 
if it, that's the the requirement too, men be like, well, I don't really want to do that. But yeah, like it's sort of well, I you're saved by faith alone. Yeah, you're kind of yeah. like, wait, what? Oh, I don't have to do this, you know. People say it's harder to, you know, it's easier to get into heaven than to be a member of this church. <laughs> yeah, like I've heard that before. Like at Baptist churches, not here, but sure. others. And but and this is why I love going back to scripture. Is going well. This isn't. Yeah, some man made thing that this is tied in throughout all scripture and even the yeah even the fact like I'll touch on a little bit but the Levite Levitical priests they had to be baptised in order to serve and now we are the, the kingdom of priests and so yes. even being baptised it ties in with that imagery by doing this we're now a part of the priesthood yeah we're, and it's our job now to point people to Jesus and yeah. even that image of Jesus talks to James and John can you you know drink the cup I'm going to drink can you be baptised with the baptism I'm about to undergo there's yeah. this judgement element yeah. baptism if you uh, when I would teach the kids at Regent's Park about this I said you know if I hold you under the water you're gonna drown like there's this risk to similar sure. to circumcision there's a risk to baptism you sure. dying coming back yeah, to yeah, life yeah. so to speak yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah I think um as my final thought mm. I don't want to cut you <laughs> off there's my final thought I kind of think um I I almost think that um, baptism is maybe the easiest thing that Jesus calls us to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, if you, if, if, yeah, like, I think that's like an interesting thing to leave with that. Yeah. In some ways it's the easiest thing yeah. that Jesus calls us to do. Yeah. And look, and I guess as a Baptist church, you know, baptizo is how we read it in Greek. It means to, you know, to dip. Like bath in <laughs> some sort of, but look, you know, the end of the day, I guess. And look, and this is for people here. I mean, there's lots of people in our church who are baptised as infants. Or, yeah. I guess in the, the important thing is the symbolism. A bit like our communion. I can assure you that our communion is not biblical in the slightest. How we do it. A, a little wafer cracker under cling wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And juice that will outlast us. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it was meant to be a meal. But it, that, yeah. that's... Everyone knows that, but it's important yeah. that it's symbolism. And so, yeah. yeah, whether or not you get baptised in a pool, in a baptismal tank, go down to a river, mm. or even if you had it as a baby and you were poured over water, the, the, I think the symbolism is important and yeah. the public decoration is important. And so, yeah, yeah for us here at Jural, like, sure. baptism is that, yeah, we, we're part of tying in with that imagery of Jesus' death, death to old self, new mm. life, and crucifying ourselves mm. like Jesus did on the cross to our old self. Yeah. I lied. I said yeah. I had a last okay. thought. Oh, this is the right. real last oh, thought. Because right. okay. I'm just, I'm thinking about people, a few people who've said, hey, 40 minutes for banter is enough. Mm. Um, interesting. What are we, what are we at? 42. All right. <laughs> it's a really quick, really quick one. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, so infant baptism was actually really common and the mm. whole reason of adult baptism coming up through the baptism, mm. like the Baptist movement, was this idea that they were living in Christendom. Mm. And it was this idea that everyone was Christian. It was assumed that you were Christian. So this action of adult in mm. inverted commas, you know, um, baptism of making a decision yourself, a declaration of personal faith. Mm. Not that I'm Christian because my mum and dad are, or my yeah. auntie is, or because, you know, the guy, the Lord whose manner I like <laughs> yeah, work yeah, on yeah, is yeah. Christian. Uh, it's a personal decision. choice yeah. in that declaration. Yeah. Um, I would usually ask you what you're preaching on this week, but I'm speaking. On Murray, Sunday. what are you preaching on this week? I'm speaking. <laughs> that, was, that was not meant to be passive aggressive. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we're speaking about like the crucifixion in Mark. Mm. So the next yeah. four weeks, we're looking at the crucifixion in the four Gospels. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. It is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, the, excited, the, I'm excited to hear you. I'm sure the church will be happy to have a different voice. I'm sure they'll be mourning. Mourning. <laughs> no, Mitch. they won't. They'll be like, oh, oh, one final thought. My dad, he likes to be a joker. And when he was watching a live stream, he must have been preaching one time. And he goes, oh, I was pretty tender to writing. This Murray guy he's better than Mitch. Why did he just send you pastor? Your dad sounds like a good guy. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, we yeah, will I see you guys will. on Sunday. Right. Thanks for the baptized chats. That's all right. See you next time. See you, dude. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.